At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Got cornbread, even got stuff. Mashed potatoes so good, put your hand in it. Stream beans and you know we got yams with it. Got cabbage and greens with no ham in it. You can fill your plate up without all the guilt. We whip pies up, got out of almond milk. Everything that you touch gonna be dairy free. Even though I don't care for me, what please I got. Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, wings, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. Hey, it's Monique, and this is episode 88 of the show. Welcome to the Brown Vegan Podcast. And with this show, I love to share veganism from a very practical perspective, help to inspire people to start their vegan journey and to keep going. I also love to sprinkle in overall wellness and vegan entrepreneurship because I think that this is truly a lifestyle and is much more than diet. So I love to sprinkle in those extra uh, topics as well. So I hope you're having a great day. Happy Thanksgiving week to you if you celebrate Thanksgiving in the U.S. Yeah, I appreciate you being here. You're probably listening right now if you're on a road trip or getting prepared for your vegan Thanksgiving. I just send so much love to you and your family during this holiday season overall, but specifically Thanksgiving, especially if this is your first Thanksgiving, because I know how it can be very tempting this time of year to just eat some of the things that we grew up eating, but you can do it. Just make vegan versions of some of your favorite dishes Um, Just a quick example, if you are someone who loves mashed potatoes, you can still enjoy mashed potatoes. You just need to switch out your milk. Instead of using dairy milk, you can use almond milk or soy milk. I actually prefer soy milk and mashed potatoes. I just think it reminds me more of whole milk in, in that recipe. Also for butter, you can use Earth balanced vegan margarine instead of instead of butter derived from cows, so you don't have to worry about that by just switching out some of those ingredients to make them vegan. So don't feel like you're missing out. You can still enjoy some of your favorites. So yeah, Gray is going to talk about that in this week's episode. I feel like Gray is most known for his vegan Thanksgiving song that he did a couple of years ago, and he's going to talk about how he used to love meat. And that was his favorite part of Thanksgiving, eating the turkey and the ham and the chicken or whatever else was on the plate. (laughs) He wanted to eat all of those and how he's been able to transition away from a lot of those dishes. We also talk about his passion for music and how he was able to turn this into a thriving business, how he was able to keep going even when he wasn't sure if this was something that was going to work out. Like he knew it was going to work out, but he just wasn't sure about the timing of it. So I love that part of the conversation. This just the importance of just keep going as far as when you're passionate about something and not giving up. We chat a little bit about him raising a vegan daughter, how he plans to do that. I will make sure that I link everything for you on the blog post at brownvegan.com under episode 88. So yeah, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump right into Gray's vegan story. I became vegan or, you know, got interested in the plant-based lifestyle through my girlfriend, Chef Nikki in the mix. Shout out Chef Nikki in the mix. You know, she she's a huge time animal lover and she used to watch Peter videos. She would go out to work, you know, smiling. And she called me during lunch crying like, do you see what they're doing to the cows, the chickens and the pigs? And I'm like, man, stop watching these videos because, you you know, 
is making you cry. You leave happy and then you cry at work. You know, she would call every day with or send me videos every day. And then one day she called, she said, look, we're going vegan. And I said, no, you're going vegan. I don't know about we. <laughs> you going vegan and I support you, you know. And um, so she made her first dish. Her first dish was uh, chicken Alfredo with um, um, guardian chicken. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, this, this is not chicken. She's like, nope. I'm like, there's no cheese, no nothing. This is all the way vegan. She said, yep. I said, well, if you can cook like that seven days a week, I'll go. I'll be vegan right with you. You know, I just jumped in right with her. But it really took me about probably about four months to be all the way um, vegan. I, um, you know, I was like 70 percent uh, vegan with her. And then when I go host my shows or, you know, do these open mics late night, I just go and find me a uh, McDonald's or Taco Bell and mm-hmm. you know still eat like that but yeah, I went like three weeks without eating meat and doing good and then you know, Golden Arches called my name one night and I said you know what I'm just going to give me a burger and I went and got a burger and that was like the worst and the best decision of my life <laughs> like just came out both ends it had me all sick and uh, Nikki was like I told you you don't need to be messing with meat no more so I was like that's it you know, uh, just went for the plant based. I like how Nikki just, instead of pressuring you, she was just like, let me just show you how this is going to look. Let me give you some food, and that's mm-hmm. how we're going to do it. That's how I think that's the best way to do it. Just show people instead of, you know, preaching, just making it work that way. Well, I would absolutely say that, yeah. Right through the man's stomach. That's what, you know, that's how you're going to get our attention. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you grow up eating it, Gray? Like, how was your diet as a kid? Was it like everybody else's, pretty standard American? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Real heavy standard American. I mean, I was a football player. So it was just like um, the more you can eat, the bigger you get. Um, but I'm from South Florida. So a lot of Caribbean um, rice, beans, chicken, steak, but then the southern aspect of it, too. So, you know, everything but chitlin. I, I ain't never ate no chitlins, no neck bone, no, <laughs> no, you know, nothing like that. But definitely chicken wings, ribs, you know, steak, stuff like that. I'm surprised you haven't had the chitlins. You're from like the South. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, no, that 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 smell. I just and once I find out what it was, I say, yeah, I'm good. I just I have another piece of the pig. Or, that, that was me too, <laughs> right? Yeah. I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. And then I remember one time I was like at a a store and I saw the the pig feet in a jar and I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. uh-uh, yeah, I would never I'm good on t- that. <laughs> <laughs> so well, what did your family say when you were like, okay? This is something that I want to do, and not only do I want to do it, I want to make it a lifestyle with Nikki. What did your family think? Did they think that she had possession? She had a <laughs> put a oh, spell yeah. on you or something? <laughs> oh yeah, to this day, to this day, they think they, they, uh, she's brainwashing me. Uh, <laughs> no, that's isn't it crazy how like you know eating better is considered brainwashing because so many mm-hmm. of us don't eat right. You know. I know. So what are some of the changes that you noticed when you made this transition? Anything that you feel like was really positive? I know for business, it's been amazing for you, right? I know that. But like, as far as your, um, you know, just how you look at things, how did that change when you decided to become vegan? Well, like the first thing I noticed, and one of the last things that I was told I was going to feel is like, like mental clarity, right? Like, I I can't explain it still. It's like, when I was going through the transition, I was cutting out the meat, I would wake up in the morning and it was just like, I was light, um, not like lightheaded, but just I had a clear mind, had a positive sense of thinking, everything, you know, the birds were chirping, you know, everything was just in good vibes and good energy. And then obviously I dropped the weight. Um, I had like, you know, I played ball, so I still worked out up top and, you know, down bottom, but like that gut area, you know, I couldn't get rid of that little gut. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, as soon as I dropped, you know, dropped the, the food, switched the diet, that was, you know, I dropped 20 pounds in two months, didn't even touch a gym. Uh, my blood pressure went all the way past the green into the blue. When I, you know, check it in Kroger, uh, my skin started clearing up. You know, I was just like, okay, there's something, there's something to this because the stuff that they were telling me about this lifestyle, is, it, you know, I wasn't finding it to be true. And I just started falling in love with it. What did know? they say? What were people saying to you when you started? Well, they were saying, like, you know, uh, you may die going vegan. You, you know, you're going to shrivel up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Ain't no people of color going vegan. Only hipsters are going vegan. You know, um, you're going to be eating grass. And and they can't have good food. Like, And the main thing is, like, yeah, I would go vegan, but I like to eat. You know what I'm saying? So with the connotation thinking that vegan food is just nasty. Yeah. You know, here I am having uh, Philly cheese steaks. Chicken parmesan, macaroni and cheese, and it's all vegan. I'm like, man, y'all missing out. <laughs> I know that's right. I feel the same way. You know what I love about the way I guess your brand and Nikki's brand is that you guys are young, dope. You have amazing energy, and it, you make veganism, in my opinion, cool. Because I feel like a lot, it kind of like you just said about a lot of people say hipsters. It's not black people don't go vegan. We don't do this. But I think that you help make people feel that, okay, this is something I can do because he's just like me. You know what I mean? We just like young people having a good time. I can do this. Do you get a lot of that? Do people say that to you? Well, yeah, I've heard that. And, and it's and it's pretty cool because that's what, you know, that's what the whole plant-based dripping brand is, it, you know, was set on to do. You know, I felt like our community need to get this lifestyle and they're not going to get it by people coming in there saying, hey, bro, put down the meat, put down the chicken. Like, what? Bro, you might get shot, you know, leaving. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, food is culture to us. So I knew the only way we going to get, you know, get hip to it is if we make it cool. Yeah. And I started looking around. I'm like, nobody's really, you know, making this cool. Every, all the talks about it is taboo. I'm like, nah, bro. Like, there's a way we got to make this, you know, cool. And that's the whole brand with, you know, plant-based dripping. I just wanted a kid to look up and say, mom, I want to be plant-based dripping. You know, I want to be you know, lean. I want to be healthy. I want to, you know, not be sick in two years. You know, I, you know, I want to have a chance to just experience a, a good lifestyle, healthy lifestyle, man. So, um, that, you know, so that's, that's that's a blessing that that uh, that you think that you know. I'm hoping to, to to do that. You know, that's the goal, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's working. It really is because I just think that um, you know we have to break some of that <laughs> some of that generational curse, and the way to do it is to. Talk to people where they are, you know, and don't feel like because if you beat somebody over the head, nobody's listening to that. But if you could exactly. deliver the message, especially because you are a musician, so you can deliver it with music, that just makes all of the difference in the world. So I want to start talking about the music because I've saw I saw you perform. What was that over the summer, right? Yeah, over the summer. I have a terrible sense of time. <laughs> over the summer at Vegan Soul Fest amazing performance you have a dope stage presence so natural i love how you shared your journey while you were on stage too because that was a way to inspire people as well so mm. let's go back when did you start the music and then we're going to kind of get into the thanksgiving rap song and all your other <laughs> your other endeavors so like how yeah. did you yeah so when did you start rapping well i know i wanted to do music uh in 94 when i heard um bone thugs and harmony um you know, uh, Thuggish Ruggish Bone. You know, I just, I knew from then I was going to be the sixth member of Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> you know, I was going to get there as soon as I was a teenager. Like, you know, that was that was my whole ambition. But um, I started writing music in 98. So like in middle school, started out with just freestyling in between classes, beating on uh, trash cans and, 
And that, that went all the way through high school. Dropped my first little project when I was 16. And then, um, you know, I stopped doing music for like four years right after I graduated high school to, to uh, focus on football and play um, at a collegiate level. And then I got back to it in 2010. And that's when I really started doing it uh, professionally I, um, back in 2010. Mm. So how did that look for you back then? Because, of course, now... I know when you did the Thanksgiving rap song, you were in your car and it was just like you were just chilling. But I think Nikki told me that you had been doing this for a while before it really took off. So, like, what was that process? You would just write or you were freestyling your car and then just upload it? Yeah. So every Friday I used to uh, freestyle in my car. If you look up the hashtag Gray Can't Freestyle, like I can't freestyle. Um, Gray Can't Freestyle. And I used to do it every Friday. And um, I did it for like two years straight. So if you look that up, it's probably like almost 200 videos. And that was just another day for me, you know, when I heard Bean Green's Potatoes and I did, I had no idea it was going to get that kind of response. That is crazy. So that, I like, you know what I like about that? I think you talked about this too when I saw you perform is that, you know, you basically encourage us not to give up on our dreams because you were in the trenches for years before you yes. able you were able to blow up. And a lot of times people think it's an overnight success. But the fact that you say you had a hashtag over 200 videos every Friday, that's consistency. That's effort. That's dedication. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I love that you're talking about that because people, they, I don't know. I don't think they... Mm-hmm. They understand, you know that people don't understand mm-hmm. that it just doesn't come to us. It takes time. So how did you stay disciplined enough to keep going? Because as somebody who is also an entrepreneur, sometimes I get into my feelings about stuff and I'm like, dang, is this even worth it? Do I continue with this? Does anybody care? Like, is it going, am I going to be able to pay my bills next month? How do you keep going despite all of that? Like, wh- um, I think like, well, I knew, I knew, like I said, when I was, when I was nine, and I heard Bone Thugs and Harmony, and then I would watch uh, the music videos on BT and MTV. I said, yo, I know I'm going to do this. So I just always kept that. It didn't matter how broke I was. It didn't matter how you know good I was doing at a job. I knew I wasn't going to be there. You know, I'm, I'm going to do this at some point. And, uh, you know, I graduated college, and I worked a corporate job for seven years. And all throughout that seven years, I was doing... Um, you know, I was hitting open mics for about, I don't know, maybe uh, five of those years. Mm-hmm. Five of those years is nonstop, three days a week, like, open mics. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, some days, you know, you feel like maybe this ain't what I'm supposed to do. You know, maybe I'm talented, but maybe my calling is radio personality. You know, I went and left my job, had an epiphany one day, and just on my lunch break went and applied for a radio job. Mm-hmm. Um but I knew it wasn't going to be in this cubicle. And then when I got to my last job in Atlanta, um, you know, I, I knew it. I was too close to all the movers and shakers. I was winning all the events, all the, the contests they had for artists. So I was like, I went to my job and I said, look, man, you know, it's my last day. And I quit on November 20th, 2015. And, you know, I went from doing that to hosting shows, hosting open mics. That's how I was paying the bills. Mm-hmm. I kept rapping in that car. Because I just knew one day somebody going to see this. And then, you know, one year later, here it is. You know, the, I, I hear being green potatoes and that was it. You get in the car, you do it. Then I'm sure you what you went home and then what happened? Like, when did you realize the song had, like, caught yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah, it was right away. Because I, I met Shaq three days before and I posted him on the gram. And it took me three days to get 800 views. Wow. You know, I was at 4,000 followers. 
when I posted that that remix, the um, vegan Thanksgiving, you know, I was at I was working this uh, this gig and I almost deleted the video because I took like a long breath. And as I was watching, I was like, man, I'm gonna delete it and do it again, but I just kept it. Anyway, I drop it and like 30 minutes later, it got like 1,500 views. And I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, what is going on? It's just blowing up. And people, you know, it's, it's way more comments than I've ever seen. And as I'm in there, it's trying to respond to the comments, like probably spend like a minute trying to go through the comments. I go back out, refresh it. It went up to like 3,000 or almost 4,000 within a minute. So I was like, okay, something's going on. And um, then I seen, um, who was the first to repost it? I think Worldstar reposted it, then Baller Alert. Um, you know, the other side, oh, Shade Room, and then Russell Simmons, Ellie Golden, uh, Ebro, Whole Foods, um, and then it was BET just wild. Too. I saw it on BET, the website. Oh, yeah, BET, yeah. yep, BET, it was, it was crazy. Um, so, okay, were you, do you feel like you were at that moment, I know that you had, you know, it's preparation, dedication, and this is something you've always wanted, right, since you were a kid, but when it yeah. happened... Did you what, what was your, what were some of those initial feelings like I don't know I don't know I can't even explain like what does it feel like to go viral you know go viral because that's a whole nother level of interaction with people so like how did that feel how did that look for you you know it ain't nothing overnight but like when you do go viral it do it makes you feel like you just turn into an overnight celebrity you know I went from four thousand followers woke up the next morning to fifteen thousand woke up the next morning to like twenty five thousand. <sighs> And like it just kept going, and I'm getting messages like, you know, you changed my life. Like I've never seen somebody talk about this in this way, and it was just, it felt good to, to get recognition for, uh, you know, the work that you did, because you feel like all the freestyles that you did, you know, even when I get like 32 views, you know, that should have got 32,000 views, you know, like, so in my mind, you know, when you when you or artist when you put out work, you you know, you like to get recognition, so. It felt good. You know, it felt good. I just know that, um, you know, I was ready for it. I know that's right. You were. I mean, even when I think because you did all those open mics, you had been in the car doing it every Friday that when it went, when you finally did have the the video, you were able to like immediately start to perform and you were able to immediately continue to do the work because you had already been doing it. It was just like on another level now. So yeah. tell us, like, because I, I know we didn't really talk about this beforehand, but, you know, I feel like the conversation is going into that because I just feel like there's a lot of us out here who are vegans and we're really trying to turn it into a, a business. You know what I'm saying? Like, we want to make this our livelihood. So I, I definitely, if you're cool with that, I want to talk more about the business side of things. That's good? Is that cool? Okay, cool. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of times people can, you go viral and, and then, you know, next week people move on to something else and nobody else cares, right? So how were you able to keep going, like to sustain this and turn it into like a business for you and your family? Because what did you do immediately to say, okay, I quit my job. I got to make this work. I got to monetize this. What did you do? Yeah, plant-based dripping really saved, you know, um, I walked into entrepreneurship with plant-based dripping. You know, I was like, okay, how am I going to get this out to to people in a cool way other than the music? You know, I was like, okay, fashion. So, you know, I just thought about brainstorming, came up with plant-based dripping. When I, ca- when I got a brand, that was the only missing piece to the puzzle. Because when I would do these, I tell I tell artists all the time, all day long. First thing they ask me, what do you think I should do as an upcoming artist? Build your brand. Don't worry about nothing else. You know, because the music, at the end of the day, I mean, it matters a lot to me. 
but uh you know in the masses uh the quality of music it really doesn't matter it's really about what the people are buying into your brand what what you believe in what what they want to believe in you know and when you figure out your brand everything else sort of falls in place and you can build it and you know for me that was the missing puzzle because i would do shows prior to me going viral and i would you know you know, I would be the best performer that night, but I couldn't even bring five people out mm-hmm. to come see me. And the other performers are bringing 20, 30 people out, you know. So for me, as soon as I put plant-based dripping on a shirt and then un- didn't even see the effect that it would have, like the, the social aspect of it, you know, the social entrepreneur you know, aspect of it. That was like, OK, now I see this is this is bigger than just a shirt. This is a lifestyle. This is a brand. This needs to be on everything. I, I think it was life changing to me, but you know, I, I don't know. I th- it kind of sustained itself, and, and now we we uh, you know, we're just building on it. You are definitely. So I know that you guys travel a lot too, because you go to a lot of the Veg Fest, and that's where you do. You perform, and then you um, sell your shirts. You vend your shirts, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's a good way. Do you have? Do you? I'm sure at this point it's not because you've been to so many veg fests and your reputation, I'm sure, is just worth it <laughs> to, to, to a lot of them to put you on a flyer. So what's the process as far as being a part of the, the veg fest? Do you guys pitch them or do they typically come to you? Like, how do you do that? Yeah, well, well first year when, when I um, first started hearing about veg fest, I just looked up every single veg fest that was in America, across the UK, talking over 100. And I emailed every single one of them. Every one of them, when it was, uh, you know, back in 2016, I guess. And um, then I got booked for 2017. And then as the, you know, the year went on in 2017, um, the business started picking up and I really couldn't uh, handle it. I was mismanaging a lot of stuff. So I just picked up a manager and, uh, you know, he helps me a lot with the business side and um, but yeah, no, initially I found, I seeked out every single veg fest and I hit them with a pitch email and, um, whoever bit back, that's, I started talking to <laughs> You a hustler though. I saw you like, uh, over the weekend, uh, you mm-hmm. were at the, what was it? The Atlanta Veg Fest? Was that? Yeah. I think y'all were, you and the Nikki oh, were, yeah. I was watching, yeah. <laughs> watching y'all on live. You was out there hustling that brunch, boy. I was like, yes, <laughs> you were out there. How did that go? So the, was the brunch this past week or when did you, is it, when is that coming up? Yeah, it's, it's every Sunday. And so you, it's every good. Sunday? I didn't know that. Okay, so what is that like? What do you do? Yeah. What's... So um, we met with an owner of this restaurant who, it's not a vegan restaurant, but she offers like soy wings and vegan burgers. And she sees that, you know, some people, she gets a lot of orders for the soy wings. So I pitched this idea for a brunch because nobody's doing it. And we need a place to eat too. And um, so we, we sat down with her. She, was, she opened up her kitchen to... Learn about how to make tofu scramble, how to make chickpea scramble, how to make vegan French toast, uh, chicken and waffles. And we did taste testers, and it was amazing. So it was like our third week this past week, and it went well. We have a DJ. We got uh, vegan and non-vegan options. Um, I think that's very important, at least for me, mm-hmm. because, you know, I want people. I'm trying to meet people where they're at. So I want somebody to come in there and order the real chicken and waffles, sitting sit next to somebody Who's eating the vegan chicken and waffles? Try the vegan chicken and waffles. And say, you know what? Next time I come, I'm getting that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I love that too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I love your approach to this. This is it's very yeah. practical. It's real, and it's effective. I think that's effective. Sure. So yeah, that's what's up. 
Working out and being comfortable, I know, are important to you. So that's why this episode of the show is being brought to you by Outdoor Voices. Outdoor Voices makes high-quality, active apparel to take you from gym life to everyday life seamlessly and fashionably. I love their sports bras, their t-shirts, and their leggings. I'm able to lounge around the house in them because they're super comfortable. And I can go right outside to take my walk or jog on the treadmill. I just love how versatile their clothing is. I can actually even run errands in their clothing if I want to. I love how I'm inspired to be comfortable and work out at the same time. Outdoor Voices is a brand that encourages living happier, healthier, and more sustainable living due daily exercise in any form. So whether you're looking to add some versatile pieces to your wardrobe, or maybe you're looking for something activity specific like jogging or yoga or swimming, they have everything you need right on their website. They have apparel for both men and women, and it's designed to sweat in. So I love their leggings. I will say that's my favorite piece from their line because they have this tech sweat technology. So it's cool to the touch, but it keeps you dry during high-intensity workout. The whole line is available nationwide at OutdoorVoices.com, or you can check out the Outdoor Voices shops available in select locations across the country. When you order online, you don't have to worry about paying for shipping and they have hassle-free returns if you're not satisfied. As a special offer, as a listener to this show, you get 20% off of your first order of $100 or more by visiting OutdoorVoices.com slash BrownVegan and enter the code BrownVegan at checkout. That is OutdoorVoices.com slash BrownVegan and BrownVegan as the promo code at checkout. talk about Thanksgiving because that is the season right now that we're in. Everybody's thinking about Thanksgiving. What were some of your favorite Thanksgiving dishes when you were growing up? And what are some of your favorites now? Has it changed? Like, let's talk about that. Turkey, ham, stuffing, uh, greens, yams, mac and cheese, uh, all on one plate, cornbread tilting on the side. Ooh, what else? You can slide some baked beans in there. We'll take that, too. <laughs> uh, stream bean casserole, broccoli and cheese casserole. Um, you know, obviously all the pies, sweet potato pie, uh, milk pie, pumpkin pie. I mean, everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I was heavy on the meats, though. You know, I was a real big meat eater. So, like, I had to have the ham. I had to have the turkey, you know. And if somebody throwing, like, chicken somewhere, you put that on there, too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just everything okay so because you are all because for me and i feel like for a lot of people too we like thanksgiving because of the sides the side dishes because we don't eat a lot of that usually during the year since mm-hmm. you were all about the meat how has this transition been different from you then, for you then since it's like all about the meat <laughs> what have you well, done to make it you know as satisfying as before the thing is is like you know i i say that like yeah i was all about the meat and i had to have it on my plate but i forgot how delicious the size was mm. until i went vegan you know and i start just thinking like dang i still got mac and cheese i still got greens i still got yen still got stuff and cornbread everything else and then and now they got you know products like tofurkey who make stuff that tastes like turkey not made from turkey made from soy and plants and it tastes a little bit like turkey, you know, so I, I don't miss it at all. Okay, so I know that you guys do a, like, an annual Thanksgiving dinner, which is amazing. One of these years, I have to make it out to it because mm-hmm. I've heard great things. I've seen, like, clips of your previous, like, the one you did last year. Yeah. I want to know, like, um, your first Thanksgiving, um, how was that? Did you, were you with family? 
How did you feel? Did you get any pushback? What, what happened that first Thanksgiving? Um, yeah, our first our first vegan Thanksgiving was at uh, was at the house. It was just with family. You know, we put it on the gram. That was shortly after it went viral. So Chef Nikki showed the stuff she was cooking, and that was real good. It was real, you know, close and intimate. And then the, um, the, the following year, we said, look, we need to open up our house to other people and show them that, like, we eat more than just grass, and we actually eat really good on Thanksgiving. We decided to host our, our first annual vegan Thanksgiving, and it was a, um, you know, we rented out an estate. We put we had three vegan chefs, Chef Gully, Crystal Shea Raw, and Chef Nikki. And uh, we had a D- two DJs, open bar, games. Um, it was just like a normal was, Thanksgiving. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I wanted to keep it like you know yeah. I didn't want to make it like an event. I want still want to walk around, talk to people, play games, and kick it. You know. Yes, that's dope. So okay, what is the process behind it? Do you guys have someone helping y'all plan everything? And I know that y'all sold out when you put the tickets out this year. Y'all sold out in like thirty minutes, right? Yeah, it was crazy. crazy. Was so wild. what's the process? Let's talk about behind the scenes. And then I want to talk about the marketing behind it because, I mean, like, I think you are a genius with social media. And I think you are a genius with marketing overall. I don't know if anybody ever told you that, but I see it. I see the genius in the branding. So wow. what's the pro- yeah, what's the process behind the scenes? Like, how long did it take you to really prepare for this? And how many people are you expecting? Yo, I mean, it's just me. It's just me. And, you know, really, it's just me. I mean, all I did... I, I, this was the same place I rented last year, so I just reached out to the same lady, booked it on the same day, coordinate, you know, I coordinate everyone who's involved. Um, we got two chefs coming from out of town that are good friends of ours, so, you know, we just said if y'all available, you know what, you know, they rent a car, they got a place to stay up here, they bring the food, uh, we open doors, <laughs> you know, I just made a flyer, I put it out on Eventbrite, and... It just went like crazy. It's really not a lot of planning to it, you know. Um, I just try to put plays together and hope it shakes out. <laughs> so how many people are you expecting? Uh, 60 total tickets sold. And then I just looked at the list. And we're like, we, 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 <laughs> it's the problem. We got 60 tickets sold. We got like 30 to 35 friends and family. <laughs> and then five workers. So it's going to be about 100 people. Wow. And last year... Last year there was about eighty, about eighty, eighty-five people. So, but the thing is, this place that that we got, you know, we told them it's a family reunion, and it's only gonna be fifty-seven people. So, we shall see. <laughs> well, they know how that how it can be, though. You have one number in mind, and then more people find out. So, I'm sure they'll probably, hopefully, they can accommodate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, it's, it's, it's so a great good. space, though. Do you plan to do this every year, the Thanksgiving dinners? Yeah, every year. So this year was supposed to be the first year we implemented the Vegan Thanksgiving Tour, which you'll see in 2019. Um, so the Vegan Thanksgiving Tour, because it went so well, we are like, bro, we got to host more of these. So we were going to do it every Sunday in the month of November, host a Vegan Thanksgiving in a different state. Do one in New York, do one in L.A., do one in hopefully like Houston, do one in, you know, in Atlanta. And make it like a traveling thing. Yes, that's a good idea. This is going to be so dope. Mm -hmm. And then you'll just get, are you planning to keep it like a house or do you want to do like a venue? No, I want to keep it like a house because we got like, we got like special guests coming through like, you know, low key celebrities. So I want to like, I don't know. I I just like the feel of um, intimate, you know, 
close setting. You may walk past a celebrity like, dang, he at the same table as me. You know, like I don't <laughs> want it to make it seem like this huge put on event. But at the same time, as we grow, maybe the, the mansion just gets bigger and bigger every time. <laughs> I know, know that's right. Yes, yes. Yep. That's what's up, man. That's, that's exciting. Any other plans you have for the new year? I know you and Nikki got a bundle of joy, baby girl, coming in about seven weeks. So, oh yes. Yeah. Any other plans outside of having a new baby that you have for 2019 that you're thinking about um, now, music-wise and just everything? Yeah, new music. Um, new music before the year's out, out. New music at the top of the year. I'm trying to get on this tour. Trying to set up. Yeah, just expand the brand. Yeah, and just keep going. Yeah. Because I know Nikki told me that you were excited to have a baby girl. So are you guys planning to raise her vegan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I figured. I just wanted to check anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we're going we gonna to do the vegan route. Like, you know, we learned a lot of stuff. So we're not like, go do the vaccinations, do none of that. And I'm like standing firm on that. Like, you know, the more I learned about it, I'm just like, yeah, no vaccinations. Y'all ain't giving my baby no vitamin K in the eye. Y'all gonna, you know, y'all ain't gonna prick my baby. Like, you know, nothing. No, nah. you ain't playing those games. So anything you want to share as far as your research, just for somebody else who doesn't have any children yet or thinking about having kids and maybe their own concerns about, you know, getting mm-hmm. vaccinations for their kids. Anything you want to share about that? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not an expert, but it doesn't, you know, doesn't take a lot of, um, I guess, research to actually find out that these vaccines are har- more harmful than than good, um, especially with all the, you know, the the, te- the the advancement in technology, and we're allowed to get this information so readily, as opposed to just um, whatever the television the television tells you to get. You know, you have to get it's flu season. Please get your shots. Like, says who? You know, and, and then. Finding out, you know, some kids are, you know, getting autism from the MMR shot. You know, I've just watched a couple of these documentaries and it's just, we've been birthing kids forever. I mean, way before vaccine, way before technology. I mean, you know, people turned out fine. You know, um, you know, that's just a way of thinking. You know, a lot of people might say, you know, before like, you know, the black aid, you know, the, the, the black plague and people had to get these vaccinations, but Man, if you do your, just be open-minded. Let me just say this. If you have a child and you're going through your process, just be open-minded to do your own research. Just don't believe everything the doctor tells you. That's all I'm going to say about them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. And it's crazy because especially with the flu shot, they push that like nothing. Like I took my son to get a physical and three times they asked us about the flu shot. And we were like, no, we're not getting a flu. Why, Why are you so... Why are you pushing this on me so much? And also, you see signs as you drive and saying, free, come here for the free flu shot. I'm like, why? Why is it free? Why are you pushing this? Like, what is going on here? Exactly. And whenever the smoke, there's fire. That's all I'm saying. Like, come on, I'm not dumb. Why are you trying to give people free meals to get this shot? And I'm hearing stuff about the shot and why. If they're lying to us about the food, come on. I mean, they're lying to us about everything. So you got you to question everything nowadays. You really do. You really do. I mean, it is a personal decision. People are going to do what they want. But I think it's, it's important to have these type of conversations, too, you know, because some people may not even think that there's an issue. They may not even know that they need to research. So oh, you yeah. just sharing this will, you know, motivate somebody else to look into it. So that's important. Yeah. It's always about that, making the best decision. To switch gears a little bit, I, just because I'm curious, I want to know, what do other men say to you about being vegan? 
I think like, you know, I mean, obviously the, the non-vegans are like, man, I don't know about that. I got to have my meat. You know, I could never go vegan, man. I can't give up that chicken or, you know, whatever the vice is, uh, cheese. I can't give up the chocolate. You know, and then when you meet vegan men, I mean, they just like, oh, man, you vegan too? Oh, me too, man. They want to, you know, I've been vegan for seven years. How about you? You know, it's like more of an excitement thing. But, uh, you know, I just think like any non-vegan, you know, myself included, when I before I was vegan, if you would have said, uh, you know, uh, you're vegan or try a vegan burger, yeah, like have fun with that over there, bro. Like give me a double <laughs> stack. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't with that weirdo stuff, you know, so... Some people, you can see their mind turning. Some guys, you know, they're like, you vegan? I say, yeah, bro, I ain't had meat in so long, da, da, da. Ain't been sick. They just looking like, mm. Well, I mean, I, mean, I, I did have this little veggie burger. It was kind of good, you know, like. So, I don't know. I mean, you can mix um, mixed reactions, but for the most part, a lot of the men, you know, they're, they're stuck in their ways, man. And, and, you know, at first, they're just closed-minded to it. and Just like, yeah, that sounds good, but it ain't for me. You know, stuff like that. But I think you so you're so good at planting a seed, though, and you probably don't even realize it because the fact that you said when you do the brunches, how you make sure that there's vegan and non-vegan food together, just goes to show that you probably have more of an effect on the people that don't seem as open than you probably realize it because you don't push it on them. You know what I mean? You just right. have a conversation, and I'm sure that that makes a difference because yeah. to me, it's all about planting seeds. You know, I don't have to convert anybody, but. Absolutely. Make my life like a is the uh, I guess the example. <laughs> Your life yeah. is the example, opposed to making people feel like they have to do it. Because you know, we all kind of yeah. shut down when you push stuff on us. I feel like. Oh, sure, and I understand that, and I understand like why there's a gap in this community, and I understand why if people don't change their rhetoric, it's gonna continue to be a gap. A lot of these vegans they try to reach or reach non-vegans, and they're very pushy. They're very like. Uh, non-inclusive you can't sit at my table if you eat meat type and you're such a terrible person like you ain't never had meat before you know like like you know these vegans act like they never ate meat before and there's, there's some people that have it but you gotta understand you know as passionate i am about veganism now i was just as passionate about chicken wings about seven years ago you know i had no idea about any of this lifestyle i had no idea so we forget that and we leave out a bunch of people on this journey when we just say everybody can go vegan. It's easy. Rice, beans, potatoes, everybody can do it. And we leave out a lot of people who, one, don't know how to, two, literally can't go vegan because of their circumstances. Mm -hmm. So I have to I keep that in mind with everything I do. And, you know, it was a it was a, a journey, you know, because when I first started, I was like, yeah, everybody can go vegan. Then I started seeing like, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, everybody can't go vegan and everybody doesn't know how to go vegan. Everybody's not, you know, um, privileged enough to go vegan. And, you know, when some people are like, oh, it's, it's a privilege. It is, you know, so, you know, I, to a certain extent. But I think that, you know, you have to be inclusive. I mean, you got to meet people where they're at. That's why when I go to these festivals, um, I heard this one lady say, in which it stuck with me and it changed my rhetoric for, and I make sure I talk about this every Viz Fest. This lady said, if you're going vegan for your health, that's a very selfish reason. And I just had to take a step back and say, what? Mm. And, it, and it was right before I performed. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, damn. <laughs> so I jumped on stage and I was like, I just heard a woman say, if we go vegan for our help, that's a very selfish thing. I said, well, 
you have to understand in our communities and underprivileged communities, black and brown communities, yo, like we're dying, especially in the black community, we're dying from health. That's number one for us mm-hmm. is health issues. So we're going to go vegan for the health if for any reason. And you got to understand some people, some of us are not going to care about animals because we're still being treated like animals. Like, so you got to understand this person may want to go vegan for the health. Don't care about the animals. Don't care about the earth. But hey, it don't matter how somebody gets in. Once they get in, they're going to be more compassionate to care about something other than themselves. So they may learn to love animals, may learn to love about global warming, you know what I'm saying, the earth. But you can't just cross people off because they go in a certain way. Like, who are you to say that? Like, you know, and, and so I make sure when I go and I speak, I'm like, where are all my non-vegans at? Like, raise your hand, make some noise. Like, that's the people I want to talk to. Because all the people that are vegan, we can get around each other and say, hoorah, you know, and hey, go vegan. We know it. But the people that really don't know anything about this, that's the people I'm trying to reach, man. So you, you have to be inclusive. You can't just be like, vegan club only, sorry. Yes. Preach, man. You are really speaking to me, especially especially about the health part, because one of the things I kind of struggle with, we talked about when Nikki was on the podcast, we talked about this, too, is that sometimes as black people, it's hard for us to express that we are vegan for ethical reasons, because like you said, we are treated like animals in this country, you know, Mm -hmm. so I understand why we don't relate to that part of the discussion. I get why we don't go vegan for that reason. However, I do think that. Going vegan for ethical reasons helps you go vegan longer term because it's like more of a conviction, I think, more so than doing it for health, even though we are a community that's in a state of emergency when it comes to health. Right. So where do you fit in with that? Because I feel like um, just based on, you know, looking at everything you do on social media and just hearing you perform and speak, I think that you are probably definitely into like the animal rights as well. So how does that look in your life? I know. Yeah. How does that look in your life? Like, how do you. I don't even know if I'm posing this question right, yeah. but I think you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I get it. Yeah, I, yeah. I think when I first when I first went vegan, it was really um, it was through Nikki, and it was sort of through her ethical reasons, right? Because she would watch these Peter videos, so it was sort of like I went vegan at first for the animals, but then we started learning about the health, and so then the like transition was like, okay, I'm, I'm you know vegan for animals and 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 the health, but as I started you know, and then we started like an animal save group and I, we got really involved with going to the slaughterhouses and and then I just started seeing that, you know, as much as, I don't know, I seen like a, a void in the community where, you know, they, you know, we're speaking up for animals, but then when it's something happens to us as black people, I go to look for the same reach and support, you know, or, you know, I don't get it. So, I, you know, I just started saying, you know, I just started realizing, like, I, I definitely I'm definitely ethical. Like, I, I don't want to hurt. I don't want to kill any living being, you know, but I want to make sure. Like, I don't know. I think when that lady said that, it kind of struck something in me, you know, to make sure that, like, yeah, we're dying from that. So I want to be a voice for, you know, people who have no idea what's going on in the food industry, have no idea we're being targeted. So I guess I'm now more passionate about food justice as I am animal justice. Although, you know, I'll still go out there and go to, you know, and, and fight for animals, but my people come first. You know what I mean? That's just... Yes, nothing wrong with that. That's nothing wrong with that. And honestly, it's like, like when Nikki and I spoke about this too, it's okay to care about more than one thing at a time. I hate when people make it seem like uh, you can't yeah. do that. It's like, really? 
I no, I love I love when people used to grill her on that because it was just amazing to me her um her response every time. And and she's hundred percent right. We can fight for more than one thing and it's okay. Like if one person holds down the animal front, we you know, hold down the social injustice part, somebody else hold down something else, like it's okay. As long as you know, it's all for the greater good, man. Um mm-hmm. so I mean I, I I absolutely love animals. I'm just you know, I don't seem like I don't care about them now, but I just feel like, uh, yeah, I relate to, you know, our, our struggles a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's it's interesting you say that because the way I look at it, because sometimes I don't, because I feel like I don't relate to the vegan community a lot because of what you mm-hmm. just said. You know, the basic, how I don't really feel myself that I fit in with it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I don't, I feel like I'm a feminist, but I don't relate to the feminist community <laughs> because well, they don't talk to me either. And right. yeah. um, so that's why for me, it's like I'm black, then I'm a woman, mm-hmm. then I'm a vegan kind of thing. That's how mm-hmm. I look at it. You know what exactly. I mean? So I, I definitely relate to that for sure. So, right. yep. Yeah, this has been amazing. I'm so glad yeah. that um, you came on the show to share your knowledge and to inspire us to start vegan life. Before we wrap up, I have like some, I have a couple of, well, not a couple of questions, but just one more question that I have for you. What right. tips do you have for someone who is, they're having their first vegan Thanksgiving this week mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. My grandma macaroni and cheese is there, but uh, her cornbread stuffing is there. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Like what advice <laughs> do you have for those people? And also I want you to tell us how we can come hang out with you on social media and be a part of plant-based dripping your tribe. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Now, for sure, well, if, if you're throwing your if you're throwing your own vegan Thanksgiving, um, Google is your friend, man. Just try to veganize everything you normally make now, outside of the you know the turkey and the ham. So, Google uh, vegan collard green recipe, vegan uh, sweet potato recipe, vegan mac and cheese, vegan cornbread, vegan sweet potato pie. Like, look all this stuff up. The same way you would look up any other recipe, just put vegan in front of it, and then uh, try it out. Um, now, if you're going to another Thanksgiving, somebody else Thanksgiving, and you know they're not going to have no food for you, then, yeah, I would definitely try to either bring your own plate, you know, get you a garden, uh turkey or, or tofurkey, um, get you something to bring, but uh, don't count on them having anything vegan for you. So I'm trying to do your research before that, but uh, either way, man, you can still eat great and uh, eat healthy at the same time, especially around the holidays. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you can follow me on the gram. Uh, official Gray Music, G R E Y Music, uh, Plant Based Dripping on uh, Instagram, plantbaseddripping.com. We got the uh, the Happy Thanks Vegan shirts going off right now. You can still grab it before Thanksgiving, you know? So, plantbaseddripping.com. Thank you so, so much for being on the show. And shout out to Nikki, Chef Nikki, for making this happen last minute for me. (laughs) Much appreciated. Yes. Thank you so much, Gray. I really appreciate it. And we'll chat soon. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. I hope this episode was helpful. Come over to my Instagram or Facebook page at Brown Vegan and let me know your thoughts. Also, be sure to rate the podcast five stars on iTunes to make it easy for other people to find us. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, 
we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.